Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bikini and the Brain. I'm here with the lovely Ashley Kaltwasser. Hi, everyone. And we're both in our little hoodies. Look at this because it's getting cold. Hoodies, our little yes. yes, our our Las Vegas hoodies. This is our Las Vegas uh, winter coat. <laughs> winter, yeah. People still think it's only summer here 100% of the time and it's only 100 degrees. A little chilly. It's I will say it's probably not as chilly as last year, though, because I remember yeah. consuming a lot more hot tea last year. Like I was going through it like crazy this year, not so much. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's my <laughs> imagination. I don't think it, we've had as many cold days. Yeah. I started yet. feeling I started feeling it this last week. I was like, oh, it's I guess it's winter. But it's funny because even when it gets really cold, I'm still like, it's nothing. I'll take this winter over Denver. I have that as like my base now. So that's like my baseline. I'm like, oh, this is great <laughs> comparatively. Right. So anyway, speaking of that, so we're learning new things about Vegas still. Of course, we're always learning. <laughs> and this episode is about things we've learned. Yes, things we've learned this year in particular, things that we were reminded of. So things, you know, maybe we already knew, but it was like a reminder and just general takeaways from the year because, yeah, it was a very eventful year. Very, there was a very eventful year, and there was a lot. There was a lot of things that happened in bikini, particularly that we, you know, you had to take in, you had to learn. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really happy when you pulled up, like, kind of this as a topic. I was like, yeah, there is a lot of new things that are already happening in bikini, especially towards the end of the year in bikini. I feel like this year, especially, like the last five-ish months, were so much things you needed to pay attention to. More yeah. like details were coming out. Mm -hmm. um, we had great videos by the vice president, like saying, "Hey, this is what we're looking for." So it was just like clarity and yes. things to learn and it just made it it made it it was good it was a good year yeah that. and speaking of clarity i think in general the the consensus was a lot more understanding of the bikini and i yeah. think you should also be credited for this because i know you've done bikini reviews and a lot of people who are watching this also watch them and you go into detail like you know, the competitors, how they placed, why they placed, what they could work on, what their flaws were. So I think the more that gets out, the better, because let's be honest, bikini is quite a confusing division. If you don't know what to look for, you really have to have like a good eye for bikini yeah. in order to, to judge it or understand why somebody placed above the other person. So I think it's been a great year for learning in the bikini world for all of us. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I started, you know, what's funny. I started doing these because so many people were confused yeah. by the division. And I was like, we just don't have the, the mainstream people like following like you have the big bodybuilding channels you know yes. like the nick strength and powers and whatnot but it's not so much in bikini because there's no there's not many specialists in it and the problem was is that you'd get a lot of bodybuilding or men's physique coaches taking on bikini clients and then they keep pushing the muscle and keep pushing the conditioning which is fine for me because i'm i'm still winning right when they do that so it makes it better for me um but at the same time um sometimes those girls will start winning or 10 of those girls will show up to a show and then it makes everyone else look softer. So it, it advances division because the judges don't have anywhere to pick from besides these jacked muscular girls. And I'm like, hey, let's put a criteria out there. Let's start talking about it so we can kind of keep that from progressing. And, yeah. and the judges not have any option besides these jacked muscular girls that men's physique coaches keep bringing in. Yeah. And so um, I, that's where it kind of started. I was like, okay, we need to get like the baseline there so we can have um, make it the entry level division still entry level, not these crazy advanced like, you know, figure physiques that are doing bikini because the judges have no choice. So that was kind of where it started. And then it just turned into fun. And then yeah, yeah here we are. <laughs> here we are. Can't wait for the season to start because I haven't done them in I so long know. now. I'm I like know. waiting for the season to start. I know. I can't wait for that list to come out so I can just plan my year. It's going to be fun. It's going to be like 
They'll probably, I bet you they'll release it before Christmas. Like, here's your early Christmas present. I hope so. It'll be a Christmas present to me because yeah. I just, I don't know. It'll, it'll help clear like some things up as far as like my strategy and which shows I want to do and which clusters of shows I want to kind of connect together. So it'll, it'll be a good year. You're going to be so busy with your highlighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be um, busy with hopefully flying to see me. Yeah. It's depending on where we're at and you better sign up for your mileage. Cause you'll be getting some. Why are we so bad about that? I, you know what? Gosh, I, I know I'm horrible cause I fly all the time and I don't have any rewards yeah. program because you know something I used to, and then I got frustrated cause I'm like, what is this doing? It never really did anything. I have all these points and I never, I don't know. I just forget whatever. So, so me, me and Ashley, I, we fly, I would say we fly, we fly. I'm the more than anyone I know, I would say. Yeah. And we still don't have TSA approved. We're clear. <laughs> we're clear. Mm -hmm. We still don't have any points. It's like we're the worst. We're the, the airport airlines love us because we get no benefit from like no perks. We need to make that a, a goal for 2024 <laughs> yeah, for to, to do at least clear or something. Yeah. Check Let's or go something. TSA approved at least. Yeah. That's so dumb that we don't do that. I know. So. I know. Especially me, because you're you're better than I am at airports because you'll go like way early. And I'm like, I'll go like, you know, and I once in a while I get like rushed and the line's bad. Oh. And I'm I'm like actually nervous. You're <laughs> like, like, oh, man, Ashley, I'm going to let Ashley down. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> you know what? I'm sending pictures of you at the airport, like of the line, you know, I'm in oh, trouble. So, <laughs> yeah. But you always make it through. So I've, good made job it, with I've been really lucky with air with airlines. I see it like Kimber, how she flies and how she's always hurt. She's like like the worst luck. She's lost. I think she lost. What did I say? Was it two or three baggages in a row? That's not normal. She had two or three flights completely canceled in a row. She was stuck in Kansas for like X amount. I'm like, I've never had like knock on wood, never had any of that. Now, I think I've had one delay. That's it. Wow, you're a lucky. Traveler. It's crazy. I'm like the luckiest traveler. I think I yeah. lost my luggage once. It was like an international trip, but that was like in 2015. Oh, you know what? I got a, things I learned. I got a tip for you guys traveling and for you too. I bought because she had lost her luggage so many times. I bought her an air tag. Oh yeah, that's really smart. Yeah, yeah put air it in. tags or tiles. Yeah, yeah, in the luggage itself. That's pretty good stuff. And then yeah. you can see which country your your uh, luggage got sent to. <laughs> it wouldn't it be interesting if it was like just floating in the middle of the like Atlantic <laughs> Ocean or something? Like, oh man, my air tag says it's in the middle of the Atlantic, and there's no land, and it's been there for days. <laughs> that would suck anyway so yeah back in so what let's go ahead and jump into it what what's something you learned this year ashley about that bikini division well not necessarily bikini division in general but it's something i learned about myself and it's more of like a little reminder because i forget sometimes like i feel like i haven't really even hit my peak yet because i still make improvements yeah and Although they're small, I'm not going to say I'm looking drastically different from show to show or month to month. It's like I am surprising myself how I'm still improving and still learning. And a lot of the improvement comes from just me learning because I'm still learning new things each and every show I do. Each, every competition I do, I'll learn something new. Even if I win, even if I think it's pretty close to being flawless believe me i'll find something after the fact and fix it and do what i gotta do so that i can come back better for next time so i think that's kind of cool i i always say like i don't want to take a huge break unless like i'm getting worse 
and I'm so far getting better. So yeah. we're on we're on the right track, I think. Yeah, it, that is wild to think about, especially with how often you compete. It's funny because so many people make noise about you competing a lot, right? Even even like coaches and stuff that because if I was if I was on the outside, I would probably say similar things when I think about it sometimes. I'm like, yeah, they are doing too many shows and and I would probably start thinking from the outside, yeah, if she just just took a long off season, she'd probably she'd probably, you know, come back win the Olympia or something. I would probably like think that way. But then when you're in it and you're actually in it and you're visually seeing the changes and then you visually see everyone else's changes too and you like compare them, I'm like there's more often times that you're progressing farther than other people mm -hmm. that are doing those long off seasons. And then I'm like, so where's that, where's that benefit? And where's the line? Like, where's the line? Obviously it's per person, right? Not mm -hmm. everyone can do what you do, but where's the line of where it makes sense and where it doesn't make sense, where you're actually a detriment. I don't think you've hit it. I don't think you've crossed over to where it's a detriment. I think it's right. been a positive, a positive, right. which is really cool. Cause it, it sets a, it sets a precedence for, yeah, I can do this too. You know, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can try that. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's something that's been this whole, like, well, the whole journey with you, honestly, has been a lot about that learning. Mm -hmm. And I think you've, you're pushing the envelope on that so much that um, everyone's forced to learn yeah. on that because you're this crazy experiment of, of you know, staying lean, competing often, mm -hmm. making improvement. Because the, the easy way to derail that would be like, yeah, she's staying lean and competing often. If you are getting worse, right? In the first year you do it, you can easily say, oh yeah, she's getting worse because you can't visually see that many improvements, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're talking five years in doing it, like it kind of proves the case that it's, okay, let's look at pictures from five years ago. Is she improved? Has she had a crazy long off season? Has she blown up? Has she gained mm -hmm. 30 pounds of body fat in order to bulk, right? Mm -hmm. Has she ever gone? No, but she's, she's dramatically improved. You can see the pictures from five years ago. Mm -hmm. And so it's a cool thing to see. And we're always learning because- Sometimes based on what we've learned before, we have these ideas that this is the way it has to be, but we're learning as it's like live case study <laughs> with you that no, it, it doesn't, you know, you're, you're still making dramatic improvements. So it's a really right. cool thing as like a learning tool for, for people. I would, there's never going to be a large enough group of people who are willing to do what you're doing to know if this is like just a you thing mm -hmm. <laughs> or just a, it's, it's a purely a human body thing that they can do it. But we, but what I know is it's definitely possible. So that's that's something that's been really cool um, about your journey. And you've kind of changed the way you, you used to see, you know, 10 years ago, everyone would bulk. And now mm -hmm. everyone's talking about staying lean and that impo how important it is to be within 10% of off of stage weight. And that's how we, like these, all these conversations are coming. And that's uh, something cool that we're uh, paving the way for, but also learning at the same time, which is yeah, really cool. Absolutely. I think we've done a really good job at that. And we also do like, take in consideration like we from like show to show if my body starts to look like it's getting tired or exhausted or you know I'm getting overly stringy you know obviously we'll take a little break but the breaks I do take are kind of mini breaks yeah. but yeah that's kind of cool I'm learning that too and it is kind of cool to look back at my old photos and the years that I did take those really long off seasons versus times I took medium off seasons versus time I took short off seasons and as far as the rate of progress, it's not much different, honestly, for me, from what I'm noticing. And uh, this year, finally, we kind of got to the point where they weren't necessarily saying, 
more size. So that's a good accomplishment. So I'm not saying that might be the case for next year because the sport's always evolving, but I never really got told like you need to put on more muscle. Um, any, so that's, that's good. Like yeah. finally, yeah. <laughs> like I think also the, I, I think I still could put on a little bit more muscle and I think it would look a little better. And <clears throat> of course we'll always try to do that. But, um, yeah, we're hearing less and less of the actual feedback of me having to put on actual muscle. They might say fill out more, come in fuller, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean muscle all the time. And maybe that is just, you know, my physique has definitely improved um, from even two years ago when they were saying that a lot. Or perhaps even that it's they're taking note that, like, you know, all of our physiques are different. and. I'm a little more petite built anyway, so it's not like I'm going to be ever be like the most muscular person on stage. So, yeah, I think either way, really good stuff. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you you touched on a on a note there of something that I won't say I, I learned so much this year in um, bikini, but I think it was a learning thing for everyone in bikini because a lot of people talked about it. Um, Sandy talked about it, too, on like podcasts was that bikini is for every frame you know you said your judges were taking into account like your guys's frames and stuff I think so, yeah. yeah because they'll even point out yeah. like look at these physiques they're all three very different yeah. physiques it's been very yeah it's been very out there this year and the judges have talked about it a lot like hey they're different completely different physiques and you don't get that so much in you get it a little bit in bodybuilding but it's it's you know usually going to be larger boned you know guys larger guys right it's just in general they would, these guys would never walk around at less than like 220 pounds, even if they didn't work out type of guys. And in bikini, you get all sorts of ranges. You know, you get smaller boned, larger bones, smaller hips, wider hips, smaller clavicles, wider clavicles. Like you have all these different structures, all these different posing routines. And it's like, it's really out there now that it's for kind of any physique, any frame, whether you're almost any. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not be technical. Yeah. Okay. Let's say 90%, 90% 90 of, of people out there. Um, you know, you have people doing well with that are more X framed. You have people doing well that are more hourglass. You have people doing well that are more um, athletic looking. So it's it's uh, it's cool, and it just shows you know there's going to be a route of travel for every person, mm -hmm. and that route may be um, you know you're going to have to get some feedback on it. You're going to have to have some good eyes on you to kind of put you on that route. But uh, it just shows you know there's a lot of routes traveled, and and if you're in bikini and maybe you're not doing great right now maybe you're on the wrong route for your physique, you know? So maybe let's try it time to change it up and go a different direction. Maybe you're coming in too lean and that's not the look that looks good on you. Maybe you're coming in too soft and that's not the look that looks good on you. So it's been really cool um, learning to, to see that. And it's confusing because when you, when you, especially when you do as many like reviews as I do, which is most of these shows, I would say 80% of them. Um, sometimes I'm even confused and then I have to really study the show and I'm like, what happened here? You know, how did she win? And then I look at everyone else. I'm like, oh, okay. I see that now, you know? And sometimes it's really confusing when you see the winner. I'm like, how, why, why would this girl win? Like how? And then you, you have to really look at it and you're like, okay, comparatively, I get it. You know, the judge's hands were tied in that situation or um, because of this, her posing routine or whatever, you know? So it's, it's a cool thing. And, and this year, that's one of the reasons, another reason I really like doing those reviews is it kind of forces me to learn and evolve and like really keep my eyes sharp because I'm watching every single show like in great detail. So it's not just a um, thing for me to put out there. It's also like a learning, a big, it's like a studying tool for me. And like it forces me to study. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. And um, 
you know, with the bikini division, all divisions really, <clears throat> but especially the bikini division, I feel like it's like if you're not paying attention, really close attention, the division changes right before your eyes and you don't want to be left behind. And just by you doing those reviews, like you said, it keeps you sharp. And by me competing, it also keeps me a little bit sharp too. Like, how can I keep up with these girls? You know, what are they looking like these days? How are they coming in? What are their posing routines and stuff like, because I feel like, yeah, just even taking a year, like, let's say you took one year and you didn't look at any bikini content. You didn't compete. You didn't go to any shows, nothing bikini. I feel like you would really just be left in the dust, like have no idea. Like it's like you come back and it's like, what? They're doing different poses now. Like the suits are different. So it's really important that you stay up to date on all that because it's it can be even the posing can become irrelevant quickly. Really so. quickly. Yeah. And that's I will say that's another thing I've learned this year, too. Um, I guess I kind of was aware of it before, but it was more black and white for me it's becoming like things are becoming very very clear now before it was kind of blurred because bikinis always have these blurred lines of little too muscular what's too muscular what's too like the things have been more clear but posing has really been very clear for me now on like what's right what they're looking for what they're not um in in a way where i when i'm traveling for these posing seminars uh, which you know i love doing them and i do them all the time but i've been at a couple this year where i was like oh that's a 2020 poser. Oh, that's a 2018. Yeah. You know, like, and it's, it's so obvious now on that, you know, where I'm like, oh, I could tell because she's flaring her elbows. That's a 2018, like that's a 2018 mm -hmm. year girl. Right. And it's, it's so important, like you say, to stay sharp on all these little tiny minute details of, um, of the changes of shows. And the next, the next one we'll see will be the Arnold, which will have, you know, kind of set a precedence for the year. All the big ones usually set a precedence for the year of like, what are they looking for? What's the posing going to be like? What's the conditioning? Um, you know, and so we have the Olympia as a baseline right now. And then the Arnold, maybe nothing will change at all. Who knows? Um, but the, the posing, um, is something that if you're working with the posing coach, make sure they're staying on top of it. Cause unfortunately, uh, a lot of people will have posing coaches that do, let's say wellness posing or figure posing figure is very common. You have like a, a figure pro doing bikini posing, but it's not really her jam. She's not really paying attention to it that much because she likes figure and which is fine. You know, she's great figure posing coach, but she hasn't really kept up on it. And she just kind of does it for extra income. And then she's posing these girls like old style. And then they come to my posing class and I'm like, why are you posing four years old? You know, like, and they don't know they're posing four years old. So it's just something that you really have to stay up on and make sure that your posing coach is up to date. They're seeing the shows, they're seeing the posing, they're following it. They're really learning this is it's a, it's an art in itself. It's not like, it's not like bodybuilding, you know? Um, bodybuilding, it's been the same poses for, you know, since the start, basically. Um, it's not, it's not like that. Yeah. You're gonna make little adjustments per person, but it's the same pose. So, but bikini it's, it's, it's yes, technically it's the same pose front and back, but it's dramatically different from the very first time it started to two years ago to, to now, you know? So, yeah. um, and it happens inch by inch. It doesn't happen so, so dramatic. Like when you see a big posing change, it's obvious, but I mean, there's only been like a couple of those like i could see there's like the crossover on the feet and the back pose and then it went to like that side profile pose um from the the original like kind of drop back pose right yeah. so like but then yeah so you don't really see these huge these huge changes it's all like inch by inch so mm -hmm. absolutely and i think specifically speaking let's go over some of the like posing things that we noticed were maybe mentioned more by like judges or you saw more girls doing 
And I'll give you an example, even from my perspective too. So a few things that I've noticed about the posing is a lot of girls now finally get the memo. It doesn't have to be two minutes long because I've been noticing even at shows where there is no time limit, like no one's going as long as they used to. Well, there might be outliers here and there, yeah. but I would say in general, I think the the girls really started to listen to the judges when they say it does not, it's not about the longest routine. Keep it short and sweet. Only hit your best poses. So that is an improvement I've noticed. I would say another thing that I've noticed with the posing, and I actually got caught up on this too, which surprised me. At the Olympia, I noticed that like most of the girls were a little more on the profile uh, side of the front pose. So still not complete profile. Well, some of them do complete profile, but it seems to be more profile than it was last year. And I noticed because I'm even me, I was, you know, I do like we're looking at feet like I do. It's a clock, you know, my my back foot, which is like my um, my bent knee foot. Um, that's like a three o'clock. Right. That's the line. And I usually do like a one or two o'clock maybe in between like one or two with my other foot. And I think I should do more like two, two o'clock now for sure. Uh, just because I did notice I was a little more front on and um, maybe isn't a big deal uh, depending on where you're standing. But the way I was standing, I should have been better with my stage IQ and I should have been like a little more profile because of where you're placed on the comparison line, whether you're the farthest to the left or the farthest to the right. So I should have known better for that, but now I know for next year. Um, and then I also have been hearing a lot from the judges in their feedback videos that they really are trying to differentiate between an X-frame and an hourglass, yeah. right? So what they're doing now is they're telling some of the girls that are more X-framed to pose with like maybe one one shoulder farther away. Does that yeah. make sense? So instead of the shoulders being square um, front on with the judges, um, one shoulder would be um, less uh, moved forward to minimize that X frame. So girls that have uh, collarbones that are too, um, or clavicles, I'm sorry, clavicles that are too long or just more of that X frame shoulders are too wide then they were having those girls do that. So they have obviously not told me to do that because I'm definitely not too wide up top. So I just keep my shoulders kind of where they have been. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the direct reason why you're seeing more profile too on the waistline. Yeah. Because if you look back at like, you know, 2018 posing, almost everyone was very profile, um, but their shoulders were, you would, you would kind of start with them as a profile and keep their waistline small and then turn their shoulders over as much as you could with still keeping the waistline as profile as you can. And then it went to, okay, get the shoulders as wide as you can. And then however much profile you can get the waistline, we will do that, you know, but it, the shoulder width was important. So originally you started from the waist and then got what you could out of the shoulders. And then you went, started from the shoulders and got what you could out of the waist. And now it's going back to, okay, let's air kind of in the middle through some of these girls. So you're seeing that like final little tweak where it's, it's, you're still more profile, um, but your shoulders are a little bit more back now where they're not squared up on some of these girls who have those wide shoulders, like you said. Yeah, and you're seeing a little bit more of that, um, which is funny because it's almost like a hybrid of the two, right, of the two looks of those, you know, 20, like 18s and 2020s mm -hmm. between the two. So, yeah, the, just little things like that people won't pick up without understanding the reasoning behind it. And so, yeah, so that's a that's a thing we haven't heard too much in the industry before was 
the X frame versus hourglass. Like we, yeah. we didn't really hear about that until the last couple of years. It's like a, I say more so this year yeah. than any, like yeah. I've been hearing it a lot because they're really starting to pay attention because ideally you'd want an hourglass frame for a bikini. Some girls that have the X frame, that's a little more airing on side of figure. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can still have a figure frame, but without the figure muscle. And there are a few successful competitors that are actually quite X framed. Um, and, uh, you always wonder like, Hmm, I wonder if they actually, could put on the muscle to be figure. How would yeah. they look? They they probably have a better structure for that, or even wellness too. Um, but yeah, so um, basically, the, the point of posing is hydrofloss. So they see that maybe as a flaw. Then you just gotta tweak it a little bit and hide it. Because believe me, we, we all have flaws. So um, you just gotta hide hide them to the best of your ability. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's fun. You guys have questions on that too. Um, if you guys want to come to a posing seminar, we do them for free. You don't have to be from our team. Um, you can come out. We have them. I'm putting them on the website now all year. So um, there's going to be a really cool seminar coming up in in Florida. And that is January 20th, the Sandy's mm -hmm. seminar. So Sandy has this big, huge seminar. I don't know, 400 people or something crazy like that. She had one out here. It was nuts. It was so wild how many people showed up. There was like It was like 300 was like her first one in Vegas. And now we have them more regularly in Vegas. Um, we had 120. We had one with Sandy here not too long ago. It was like 120 people here. Um, but she's having a huge one January 20th. Do you know the info on that? It's just Women's uh, Workshop. You would go on Instagram, NPC Women's Workshop. Yeah, NPC Women's Workshop. Um, it's like 400 people. This is an awesome thing. If you can get to it, great. It's in Florida. I'll be um, there. And Ashley will be there. We are having just like a, a, a small seminar at ours. It's just a posing seminar. If you can't get to that, we have ours, but I would definitely err on the side of going to that one if you can first. Ours is going to be posing, probably going to be like 10, 15 girls that show up. That's usually how it goes. But I'm going to put do them every month to keep them regular here um, at the prep center. So you can go to our website, teameliphysique.com and just check events. And you don't have to be from our team to do that. And we're going to do open gym too, where you can just work out. We have an awesome leg and glute gym where you can do that um, that same day. And we're getting new equipment and stuff too. New new stuff, four pieces of, four new pieces. So and anyway. And in glute camps, yes, those are yes. those are going to be less regular. So, but they should be on the same days as seminars, from what I understand. But some some the problem is is not it's not consistent. So I'm doing open gyms instead on those. Okay. So that way people can come and work out whether they okay make sure that at least there's a workout for them. You know, for sure. Yeah. And then uh, it also should be mentioned that the following week on January 27th there is a seminar in Reno, and I'll be there. Look at that. It's in Reno, Nevada, so yes. be a nice little day trip for me doing some seminars. Yeah, that one is um, with Center Podium. Yes, Center, yes, Center Podium. Podium. And that one is going to be another big seminar. So yeah. seminars east east and west, huh? Ooh, yes, <laughs> all over the place. That's good, though. I love going to those, um, not only because it feels nice to help out, but it gets me motivated, too, especially during this time where it's like there's no shows or excitement really going on. It's nice to kind of put yourself in that environment and see all your fitness people and it kind of gets you in the mood. It gets you pumped up for the season. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. After after Hawaii, I was like, oh, that was a lot. That was like, it was like Orlando for a week, Hawaii for a week. And then just, I was like, oh man, I need a little bit of a breather. And then I, what has it been? Three weeks. And I'm like, let's get something going. <laughs> you know? yeah. It doesn't take very long. This is a time of year where it is hard to keep your motivation high. You know, it is because it's like, Nothing's really going on right now. And on top of that, the lists aren't released yet. So it's kind of like you can't even plan as much. I know that some individual promotions, promotion companies would release theirs, but it's not the same without seeing the whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, if you can make it out to any of these seminars, it would be a lot of fun to see you guys there. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's always a good time. It was a good time to learn too. And just I, I like the staying motivated part of it and meeting, you know, meeting people that are because you're such a lonely, such a lonely sport for most people, especially like Middle America people. Like there's just not a lot of people at their gyms in Middle America that are doing this. The the coast they always have like a ton of people at the gyms. Vegas, ton of people at the gyms. But a lot of these places, like yeah, I'm the only competitor at my gym. I hear it from competitors. I'm like, man, that's. That's cool. It's great that you're doing it, but it, I, it's nice to have people that you meet along the way and like yeah. you can kind of share the journey with and, and the struggles with because no one understands it, especially like friends and family. Oh, why just have a burger? Just have this. Just that. Like, why are you doing that to yourself? Like as if you're doing like harm to you or something. They just don't understand it. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's just nice to have those like minded people you can re run into at those places. Absolutely. So what is something else you've learned this year, Adam? What is I'm just trying to think at the top of my head here. Can I can I suggest something that yes, you may let's have see. learned? Yes, see. Maybe I'm incorrect in saying this, but it appears that you might be a little more comfortable traveling and staying away from your office for more than two days now. <laughs> yeah, because I know you don't like to be away from office more than two. Yeah, days. that's. I would definitely say that's something that I'm. It's a, it's a uh, work in progress for me to be comfortable not working. Right. Mm -hmm. It's hard. I mean, you still work, but yeah. the office is different. The, uh, yeah. I like being in my place, you know? Yeah. I've always been that way. I find one thing and I just go crazy with it. And that's why I'm afraid to do other things because I have to control myself because I can't be regular with that stuff. I just have to do a hundred percent. Like it's just not, it's just in me. And so that's why I'm always afraid to do something else. And I'm like, I have to really keep an eye on it. To, to, <laughs> you know? So, um, but yeah, no, uh, one thing that I can... I will say this is good for everyone who's doing this. If you're like me, like that, you can do this to the point where it becomes no fun very quickly. And I've done that to myself a couple of times and I'm like, I got like, to back off myself. I got like, okay, hold on, Adam. If you're, if you're not happy, even for a day with what you're doing, like you need to really think about the alternatives and kind of slap yourself because this is the best job in the world. You you know, everything you do is self done to yourself. Like you have your own off. You don't need one. <laughs> like everything you do, like you need to enjoy this. And I think that's the same for competitors because if you're competing and all you can focus on is the grind of the journey, how much you don't want to be in the gym that day or how you want to eat other foods. And, and, you know, there's parts that suck about it. There's parts that are going to suck about, you know, my work, the sleep, the time change sucks when I go to the East coast. Yeah. That's, that's gonna, always going to be a thing, but you have to like step back and be like, okay, wait a minute. I'm so like blessed to even be doing this as a option. Like to even have the option of doing it is a crazy, you know? And um, to now be able to, to eat less on purpose when people are just trying to eat, like, like that's crazy. And then I get to have fun and be glam for it. Like you got to step back and enjoy it. That's something that I've, I've definitely this year have learned to like more so focus on is like now that I've done all the stuff I needed to do, which is kind of, you know, set myself up for, you know, for life. Um, now it's like, okay, now what? Now it's okay. Enjoy the, enjoy the ride. Like you did it, enjoy the ride and, 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 and make the most of it, you know, mm -hmm. which is this next year. I really want to be busy. I want to be busy and, and be having fun and traveling more seminars, more a lot, shows. A lot of traveling. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're, we're set up for it. We're, Cause it, you know what happened? I would say, cause 2020 really screwed up our momentum. We were traveling a lot and then 2020 hit. And now it's like, I think it carried over for like a year mm -hmm. and then it got regular for like a little bit regular. Right. Because it then became like traveling was like, Oh, now it's like traveling again. But before it was just so normal. Right. And, um, and now it's like, okay, now it's like a kind of like a warm up year. Right. Mm 
Mm-hmm. It just took it took it took a lot out of it. It's funny because I talked to Kim about that. You know, Kim, he's I'm like, why? How are you always still traveling every week? He's like, I'm afraid if I don't, I'm gonna get used to it. <laughs> and, it and it makes sense now. Now that I see it, I'm like, that does make sense. That's you know? a good point. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I think we all have those times where we're just kind of over it, and I certainly do, where I'm like tired and cranky and grumpy, and I'm like, and then then I find myself complaining, and I'll complain and complain. And then I'll, and then I'll like realize like, and stop myself. Like, wait a minute, I chose this life, whatever. It's good. It's a good life. I need to stop complaining. And then I just like shake it off and just reset my mindset because it's true. Like you chose this life and it's a good life though. It's a good life. So of course, with any, anything you do, any epic thing you do, there's going to be times where things are difficult because like the saying goes, if it were easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. And um, in order to be great, you have to do things that others are not willing to do. So anytime that you're having that like confliction with yourself about like, ah, I'm over this, ah, complain, complain, ah, this sucks. Just think you know, it. everything worth having will suck to get there. Yeah. Um, nothing comes easy, but when you do meet that goal, it is so worth it. Yeah. So, you know, if it were smooth sailing, there would be no challenge, right? Yeah. And without a challenge, that wouldn't be fun. Yeah. Just something to think about. No, for sure. That's, uh, I had an athlete this weekend take second place and she was away from her pro card and, and she had a really good attitude about it. She was like, you know, it's just going to, it's going to make it that much sweeter when I get it. Cause it's been two times now where she's been an inch away, you know? And, um, it's just like, you know, yeah, you need, it's, it needs, you need to take some time. You need to grow a little bit in order to get there. You're an inch away, which it seems like, you know, when you're an inch away and you're one place away twice, like, it seems like I just got to keep going. And usually, and, and honestly, a lot of times that's the answer. You just keep going. But sometimes that inch is a mile, even though it feels like an inch. Right. Mm-hmm. And for, I was like, for you to be undeniable. Yeah. We're going to need to grow a little bit and, and, and spend some time growing and getting you to that, that last little bit. Um, and, but she took it right. She's like, you know, what? it's going to make it make it worth, make it worth it, make it so much better to actually get it knowing that I, it didn't come easy. I'm like, you know what, if it was easy, everyone, everyone would do it. You know that saying? Yeah. Um, and the reality is, is nothing worth doing is, is uneasy, you know? Yep. Yeah. You just take it for granted, you know? So absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, another thing that I kind of learned this year is I should not demonize the carbohydrates. Like I have. Thank been. you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I know. I always see that the carbohydrates are the devil's macro. And let me clarify, I eat them on a daily. That's not what I'm referring to. The only reason why carbs make me nervous on peak week is because that is the macro that you can look drastically different in the span of like maybe four days. Like if you spill, you just like backtrack your progress. If you carb load and you spill, then you backtrack. Whereas like it's funny because mentally I would be more comfortable like, let's say I had 600 calories of pure carbs versus 600 calories of pure fat. My mind is more like, oh, the fat's safer because that would take longer time to accumulate any fat. But with carving up, you can overcarb and spill and blur your lines and then you just wasted your training. So that's why they're scary to me. But I should embrace them a little more and maybe instead of the devil's macro, the carbohydrate is the macro of angels, you know, the macro of angels. So yeah. 
that is a big that is a big for you. I really appreciate that. Thank I'm still you gonna for, get nervous with them I know. overdoing it. It's uh I did a big carb up in Japan and it kind of you know changed my mind. Yeah. The I really have I'm really happy to to hear that because we've been we, we we don't ever get we don't ever get any fights. We get little carb fights here and there. Carb they're like <laughs> yeah, they're like, I think you need this much. <laughs> and Ashley just doesn't think she's uh, able to absorb that many sometimes. So she'd be like, I'm not lean enough to really get that many. And so, but it's, I, but there's also a comfort balance we have to manage too. You got to be confident. You got to be comfortable. We got to, you know, so it's, uh, I'm glad to hear that because the, the way the bikini is, yeah, it's, uh, they're wanting fuller, rounder, um, we're fuller, rounder girls. That's another thing that, that if you haven't learned that this year has been very obvious of what they're wanting. I think that there's been, you know, well, it's undeniable. There's been phases of bikini, right? There's, um, but, the, the most recent kind of clarity that's come on the division, I'll call it clarity more so than a phase, has been, so one thing, you know, I talked about earlier is like the men's physique and bodybuilding coaches who bring bikini girls in dry, right, like super dry, it's kind of been put out there now because all these videos that are coming out, my videos, you know, Tyler videos, like they're saying, hey, we don't want girls that are dry, like girls that are dry that are winning like that are winning because there's no options that she's the best girl still, even though she's still too dry. Like, and that happens. There was a, there was a wellness athlete who competed in Vegas who was so good. And I was like, man, she's way too conditioned, but she's so good. She still plays top five because she was so good. So if you look at that and I think, I don't remember what place, let's say she got fourth place. If the three girls ahead of her weren't there, she would have won the show being in that condition because she was still the best out of everyone else. But people would see the pictures and be like, oh, they're going dry now in wellness. Right. And that's the, but that's not how it really worked. I talked to the judges after the show about that. I was like, you guys are going to uh, put her that high, you know, talk to her. Like, like, yeah, it's, she's so good. If she was just fuller, she'd win the whole show, but we, we have to award how good she is still, even though she's too dry. Right. And so sometimes you won't get that award, but she was that good. Right. So that stuff happens um, in bikini all the time. And you just see the pictures and you're like, how is she winning? Right. Whatever. So the judges don't have an option, but now that they've been educating everyone, it's like, Hey, we want a round full look. Um, you know, it's not that dry look that has won shows before, even though that, cause that's what we're, we weren't looking for that then. It's just, that was the option then. So, um, so that's something that all of you should be learning is like, Hey, they want a round full look. What does that look like for me? Um, what does that mean? What does too dry mean for me? And there's some clear markers out there now for bikini division, you know, what they want. They want, they don't want any striations. They don't want any, you know, real separation in the hamstrings. They want, they don't want crazy, um, they want a little bit of a cap shoulder, but not any crazy striated shoulders and things like, so all these little things kind of make it more clear. And what I like about it too, with the fullness that they're going for in bikini now, what I really like about it is that it's, there's like obvious stopping points now. And there's never been really stopping points that I've seen for judges before, which has always been part of the problem with the bikini division and judges because the judges had no like red light, green light, you know, they just had, oh, I like muscle and I like bikini and I like feminine lines and I like whatever. But now it's like, oh, that girl's shoulders are too strided. Stop. Right. That girl's, um, got strided quads stopping point, right. Too much. Right. Girls got, you know, feathered quads or separated hamstrings. Stop. Right. So it's like, there's these stopping points now that are like hard lines, like hard nose, which make it really good for the judges. Cause, cause you know, you're going to have your NPC level judge, and you're going to have your, you know, your Olympia judge. That's There's a different skill set in those experience of those two judges. The NPC judge might not notice that, um, but now he's got a line, right? She's got a line. Oh, that's too much because this is what they said is too much, right? So 
really nice to have that as a, and I think there's been a lot of what I learned this year for judges. I think if we had a judge do this, what I learned, it would be a big year for them too, especially like a, a, a newer one, you know, mm -hmm. there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Good. Was that a little bit tangent? Oh no, I'm, it was perfectly fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I ramble, you know, you gotta yeah. cut me when I ramble. Oh no, no. <laughs> I was, uh, and I was, um, absorbing it all so. were you okay yes. yeah so yeah what do you guys think you guys tell us in the comments too because we could maybe set up another episode of what you guys think of the the current bikini physique and what you think do you like it do you think it's too much too little it's funny you get arguments on both sides with that you know some some girls will be like i think it needs you know i like pushing more muscle because it's bodybuilding and then i have other girls i probably the more petite smaller girls are like no like this should be bikini supposed to be fitness model and you get all these yeah. like arguments back and forth for yeah it. you'll still have that and there's still little variances like that but um yeah i love how the division has you know it, it there is hope for most people out there that with um your your physique and structure so you know you just got to find out what looks best for you because i will still stand by my statement although i am one of the leaner ones and i have tried to fill out and i did get softer for japan i still think i will even with the the filled out physique, still be leaner. I should probably still be leaner than the other girls. Yeah. Uh, well, not. Let me say, on the leaner half of the line. Yeah. I shouldn't say the girls because there are, like I've mentioned, there are, there are girls at the Olympia too that were way leaner than me. I feel like I was in the middle somewhere, but I still can afford a little bit more softness. I think, but not get too soft because if I try to get as soft as some of the girls that are doing better than me, I won't look as good. So it's about knowing what looks best for you. And I think the judges also realize that too. Yeah. Um, because they can, especially if they've judged you several times before and they can see a few different looks, they might prefer like a softer or a more conditioned look, uh, depending on who you are. So, you know, that's why it's important to get in front of judges, get in front of as many judges as you can sometimes just to see what they have to say. It's very valuable information. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it seems to be, it's not 100% of the time, but it seems to be more common than not that if it's a more petite girl, they're going to be a little bit leaner. Yeah. If it's a, a more a muscular girl, they're going to be a little bit softer. It's like, it's like because I mean, what are you going to, you have to compete with something, right? To, and I, I had a men's physique guy tell me this once. He was like, you know, I just come in shredded because I'm smaller than the other men's physique guys. He goes, because they're already bigger than me. So I have to, I have to show with something else, right? Yeah. I have to be leaner than them, right? Because he was coming in crazy shredded, like strided, glute shredded. That was back when, you know, now every men's physique guy's probably got strategy glutes. They just don't show them. I was like, you're coming. I'm like, you don't need to be as lean as you are. He looks great. And he was like, well, this is why. And it was, it was a good explanation. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. So your lines are going to show a little bit more when you're leaner versus your lines when you're, when you're more muscular or, or bigger frame, they're going to show a little bit better when um, you're bigger frame without having to be as lean and they're going to pop through um, the fat a little bit more when there's bigger muscles. So yeah, you're going to, that seems to be the case for most, for most people. So now again, though, if you get, if you're, if you're really small though, not, not you. Like if you're really small, um, you don't want to get too lean because then you look stringy, right? There's yeah. a difference. There's like levels to it. So an, a girl that it's like too small, I'll actually have her come in a little softer sometimes because you don't want to bring her in shredded and, you know, 80 pounds. <laughs> that doesn't look, even if you're not stringy, you look stringy, you know? So it's just different for everyone. So it's kind of, bikini is so crazy. It just keeps you on your toes like the whole time. Like, Absolutely. what do I do with this girl? Uh, this is how I go, you know? So <laughs> Right. So I would also like to say this, and this is not something I learned, but it just as a reminder every single year that no one is safe. No one is safe. Mm -mm. 
we've seen so many upsets this year and the year before and pretty much from the beginning of bikini time. So many upsets. And I think a lot of people have like their own predictions in their head about how the show is going to go. And most of the time, it's not not how it is. Didn't you? Didn't you say like if you can guess the bikini top 10 in order, you'd get, years. get somebody uh, money or something? Three years. No one's gotten it. So, yeah, that just goes to show you that every every order you think someone's coming in, there's always a surprise. And if you're just a little bit off. They, they show no mercy. <laughs> the judges show no mercy. They don't care who you are. They don't care how many shows you've won. Um, if you're off, you're off. Yeah. And that's that's the name of the game. Yeah. If you look back at my Olympia prediction video, the that's like the most comments on any video I got because I was giving out like, I don't know what it was, 2,500, 5,000 bucks or something. Um, and I've done it for the last like three years. And Still, no one's gotten it. You have to name the top 10 in order. It, what's funny is usually whoever wins it blows out like 80% of the comments right away. Like 80% of the predictions right yeah. away. It, it's just, they're just gone, right? Because that everyone who they think is going to win doesn't win, right? Or, so it's like, you would think just that what like the first five would be more realistic and you, you have to go through the rest of the 10, but it's it's like, okay, there's 20% left who who got it, right? No one's gotten it. So yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't think that same thing would happen in bodybuilding. I don't, I think it'd be a little bit more, I think you'd get it, you know. You Somebody know. probably would, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's wild. Bikini is a crazy sport. And that's something that if you haven't learned it this year, you need to learn. Like you, you're going to, on your way up, mo most likely you're going to be losing a lot more than you're winning at first. And so you really start figuring these things out. It's it's not safe for, I mean, you've seen, you know, champions come back and, and not win the Olympia or place a lot lower. Like it's it's just not safe for anyone. Like she said, it's a little bit off and it's a different ball game. And even sometimes, even when you're on, you just don't, it's just not your day, you know, yeah. um, could be your posing and whatnot too. And that's another thing um, that I learned this year too, is how important the criteria actually is. You know, the, like as coaches, a lot of times you focus on, the body, you know, you focus on the physique so much, you know, it's like, okay, we need this, we need this. I can, I can pick a girl apart and be like, this is what she needs. But if she, if she sucks at posing, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know? And so the, you know, we saw some, some athletes that were that placed way higher than they probably should have with their physique because their stage presence, their hair, their makeup, their flow, like just really a lot of it was like their stage presence was just so much better than everyone else's that they moved up, you know, four spots. So that was a, like a little bit of an eye opener to me too, um, this year. And, you know, when, when seeing a girl who, who moved up, you know, like four spots at a big show because her, her stage presence was so great. I was like, wow, that's, that's wild to me because it's in the criteria, you know, your stage presence, your hair, your makeup, your tan, your complexion, all this stuff is in there. But when you actually see it judged like that, you're like, whoa, man, that's, we need to be spending some time. <laughs> we need to be spending time on that. And it's, it's hard to say, okay, get better stage presence. It's kind of like a, you got it or you don't type of thing. Um, but it can be worked on. It can be practiced. And it just comes down to just, you know, feeling comfortable and being confident on stage. And, um, it's, it's shocking how much that matters. You know, it's, it's crazy, you know? So, um, that one was for me was like, probably like one of my bigger wow moments where mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, I didn't under, I didn't understand how she played so high. And then when I heard the explanation, I'm like, wow, that's, that's higher than I think would happen at that caliber of a show. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. So, um, 
so yeah, it just shows you, hey, you always got to be learning. You know, even always even me, learning. still still picking things up. You know, <laughs> we're always learning yeah. every show, even peak week stuff. Every peak week's different. Every show's different. It provides a different scenario and a a good opportunity to learn. So, I I think we should all realize too is like with the experience of competing in the show, of course we all want to win. But hey, if you don't win, you're probably going to learn more than what you would have if you did win, you know? So did I word that correctly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what did I just say? <laughs> so even if you don't win your show, you're going to learn something, but it's up to you to apply what you've learned, you know? Don't be stubborn. Get feedback from judges. Get feedback from your coach. Get feedback from people that understand uh, the judging criteria and and um, preferably if they were there at the actual show, uh, mostly judges, you know, I would say don't don't listen to your mom that says you should have won. She, no offense. She doesn't know she talk about probably, <laughs> but she's going to be biased. And, um, you know, I think that's a common thing we all hear from our friends, our family is like you should have won even though like even if you got last place, I'm sure they'll say you should have won. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's totally normal. But don't let that get to you because I feel like if you do let that kind of marinate in your mind, you're going to start thinking, yeah, I should have won. What the heck? And then you're going to get really salty. You can't be like that. You have to be willing to learn and apply what you've learned. Yeah. You win or you learn. That's the that's the saying. You win or you learn. Absolutely. You don't win or you lose. Yeah. That's what that with most things in life. Right. But I I sometimes have that as a as a coach with like an athlete who has a ton of potential who may not be, who may not be living up to like their potential. Like maybe their off seasons are terrible or they're getting ready for a show and they're not giving it their all. And they're kind of like halfway in it, you know, but they're still just like naturally like so good type of thing. Or even in your mind, I'm like, man, I want her to win. I always want her to win. But honestly, if she loses, it'd be probably better for her as a growth, knowing that, hey, I can't get away with this. <laughs> like, like I'm, there's going to be a point where I just can't get away with just raw talent. You know, I have to put in the work 100% of the time. And I think that that, that in our sport, and I've learned this, this is another thing I've learned. Um, in our sport, there really isn't, like, I think it's because you guys are so accessible. You know, you can go down and work out at, whatever gym in Vegas and run into, you know, you or Jay Cutler or Jennifer, like you could just run into these people at our gyms. Right. And everyone's just accessible. So it seems like, Oh, she's a pro. She's a pro. That girl's a pro. Cause like they're in our gyms and we see them all the time. And you don't see like LeBron James working out at your local, whatever. Right. It's not common. Right. It's not a common thing. So you just don't see these like high level pro athletes at other places, but you see them all the time. So it's like, Oh, it's accessible. And we kind of think, Oh, then it's really it's really common. And then it starts thinking in your head, okay, I can do it because it's really common. And then we, we take our way ourselves away from the fact that it's a pro sport. Like when you think that way, because it's common and you're, you don't realize, okay, for LeBron James to be LeBron James, he had to kill himself to be LeBron James. Like it wasn't, yeah, God given talent, of course, but he had to also kill himself daily. You know, Michael Jordan daily killed themselves to become Michael Jordan. Right. Otherwise we would just be another guy in the NBA, right? Just be the regular guy in the NBA. Still good. Still great but just the regular guy is not, we're not talking about him still. And so I think that that gets lost in bikini and bikini, I would say gets lost in the most out of the other divisions um, because it's, it's thought of in period. It's like people think about it in periods. Oh, I'm going to be perfect for 16 weeks. Oh, I'm going to be good for whatever, but I still want the LeBron James status. I still want to win the world championship, but I want to be good just for 
the 16 weeks and then, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's a holiday month. So I'm not even going to do anything at all this holiday month. I'm just going to completely go off. Right. And so, yeah, you could do intuitively and still be on it, but I'm talking going off, you know, going, you know, off seasons, 30, 40 pounds, that type of thing. Like you can't expect to be the world's best at anything without giving hundred percent all the time. It's just not possible. And that goes for our sport. That goes for all sports. That goes for anything you want to be the best at in, in the world. If I want to be the best coach in the world ever, like the amount of work I'm looking at right now is probably double what I'm doing now, which I do want to do, but it's a, it's a big task. You know, I think I go through phases of like, okay, all out, <laughs> you know, 400 days. Like it's, but it's not like all out for a week, not all out for four months. It's like, okay, 2024, I got to want to do this in 2025. I'm gonna be so burnt out. Like it's like a different level. So, um, you have to like be real with yourself on that. I think that I've learned that this year. Well, I've always learned that, but I've learned that this year like the most. It's so obvious to me when you get to that top where you see the girls who are working like that and they're climbing over other girls. And you see the girls who are not working like that and they're just slowly going, <laughs> going down, right? Like how has Ashley been able to hold down top three the last three years on a 10-year anniversary of winning her of her first Olympia, right? Well, I can tell you what, you haven't caught many days on her. That's for sure. So long as she's allowing those days to be passed, right? Mm -hmm. If it happens, it happens. But it's not going to be due to her lack of anything, right? It's going to be, it's just, it's just, hey, it was your time, right? But, and I think that people need to understand that and look at that and really be like, okay, do I really want to be the best or just say I want to be the best? Or do I really want to be pro or just say I want to be pro? Because like, I'm not putting in the work to deserve that status of like a professional athlete. Because we step away from that because it's accessible because we see the path. If you if I say I want to be a, a pro baseball player right now, what's the path? <laughs> right, practice and play, and then then what? What do I do? You know, like like I'm not not playing college ball. Right? Like how do I get drafted? Right? How do I get drafted to the MLB? Right? It's the path isn't there. Right? But bodybuilding, it's easy. Oh, I win an NPC show. I win a national show. It seems so easy, but it's not. It's the same workload <laughs> as the MLB player. There's no difference. So there you go. Absolutely. Any final thoughts, Adam, about what you've learned this year? I'm just excited and motivated for next year, which is nice, but it kind of sucks too because it's December 18th <laughs> and the next year doesn't start for like, our next year doesn't start till like March, like the middle of March. Like, you know, well, the Olympia first week of March or Arnold first week of March. So yes, I'm excited. I mean, I feel like I got to run a really long distance to get to my present. <laughs> like I can't even see it like in the, in the distance, but other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm excited. I'm excited too. All right. So with that being said, thank you guys all for tuning in. We hope to catch you next time. And uh, I think that's it for now. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you later. Bye.